Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 265. Some of the best tips for being productive working from home because pretty much all of us are stuck working from home for the (laughs) very much indefinite future. We don't know when it's going to end. So you know what? We might as well embrace it and get good at it while we can. So I put the call out on Instagram. I asked you guys to submit your best tips for being productive while working from home and I got a lot of them. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted a tip. You guys are amazing. And I will be giving you all shout outs (laughs) as I share your tips. And I've also listed everyone who has shared a tip in the show notes. So, you know, go check them out, follow them, all of that stuff. Um, And at the end of the list of tips, I have added in a couple of my own tips that I found work really well for me. Um, It's all very personal, right? I mean, what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for you, but you know, try a tip, give it a go, see if it works for you. If it doesn't work for you, then that's cool too. Don't be hard on yourself just because a tip doesn't work particularly well for you. Um, I've had I've had about six months now to practice working from home. I moved out of the co-working space that I was in at the end of last year. Was it the end of last year? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> and it's been an interesting time and I've actually got to the point where I'm more productive now working from home than I was in a co-working space where there was always somebody to talk to and, you know, I could very easily just hop downstairs and walk to the shops. Um, It was in the middle of Brisbane CBD. So, you know, if I wanted to go shopping in the middle of the day, if I wanted to go buy some new shoes, there was nothing stopping me from doing that. So yeah, in some ways I'm actually much more productive working from home now. And I think so much of it is in the mindset. Like if you tell yourself, oh, I'm so unproductive working from home, guess what? You're going to be bloody unproductive working from home. If you just accept the fact that, you know, it is what it is. We have to work from home right now. So you have two choices. You can be productive or you can be in this mindset that you're not productive and just not get anything done. Ultimately, which one of these two mindsets is going to help you better? The one that's the one where you're productive or the one where you're not productive? So, you know, it's it's a decision to make, really. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to stop rambling and I'm going to jump into the list of tips because there are quite a few of them. So anyway, I'm very excited. Okay, tip number one is from at Sally Prosser Voice and her tip is give yourself lots of mini deadlines. I like this one, but as a procrastinator, I really... I struggle with artificial deadlines. And what I've found is that being part of a mastermind group has really helped with those bigger deadlines. So I'm part of a mastermind group through the founders team. And every month we meet up, we set 
goals for the next month. And then Leanne, who is our facilitator, emails us the week before and reminds us that we've set those goals and then we scramble to get them done. (laughs) So I, I really like having those kinds of less artificial deadlines. Another thing you could try here is maybe you could get a friend or a family member to keep you accountable each day. Just even text them and say, hey, these are the three things I'm going to get done today. Um, Check in with me at the end of the day and make sure I've got them done. Okay, tip number two from at Coffee Cardio Chaos. Have a dedicated space, even if it's a dedicated spot on the couch. And I also got a similar tip from Nikita.Kewens. Create the right space. I only work at my desk, nowhere else because otherwise I get distracted. I could not agree with these two ladies more. Seriously, every habit starts with a trigger. So for example, when we walk into the kitchen in the morning, that might be a trigger for you to turn on the coffee machine and make a coffee. Make a coffee. You don't realize it, but subconsciously you've created this habit. So by consistently walking into the kitchen and turning on the coffee machine and making your coffee, you've created that trigger in your brain. And the same with when you have a dedicated space or a dedicated desk or whatever. It knows that when you sit down in your dedicated spot, it's time to start working and it's time to, you know, get into that work frame of mind. So if you actually, I really recommend if you're interested in learning a little bit more about how these triggers and habits work, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It's a fantastic book on the science of how habits are created. And also I'm going to add don't use your dedicated spot for anything else because otherwise that's going to not help you with building that trigger for that habit. Also, another side note, you might tell yourself that you can be productive working from your bed, but honestly, can you can you actually? I mean, like having said that, yes, there are some days when you just need to work from your bed because you just can't, <laughs> you just can't get out of bed. And that's like, that's fine too. But don't try and fool yourself that working from your bed every day is going to be productive. And if you're anything like me, you'll probably find that actually impacts your sleep as well. So I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Tip number three from at Steph underscore underscore Hill, standing up and moving around the house for 15 minutes every two hours. Tips number four and five are also from Steph Hill. Sit and write a list of tasks to accomplish for work versus home so that everything's there. And also tip five, plan a transition activity from work mode to home mode. For example, a quick yoga class or a call with a friend. I personally have found that really helpful as well. I try to do this every day with a walk. So at the end of my workday, I put my shoes on, I go for about an hour and a half walk, and I'll listen to either music or a non business podcast. And then when I get back from that walk, I know that that's my evening. That's my chill time. I don't sit back down at my desk for the rest of the day. Okay. Tip number six is actually one of my own tips. <laughs> um, I think I got it from, I think it was from the book Deep Work by Cal Newport. And that is implement a work shutdown routine. So at the end of your day, Maybe do one final check of your inbox, a final check of your DMs, a quick run through of your to-do list to make sure there's nothing you've forgotten. Maybe you'll plan your tasks out for the next day. And then once your routine is done, you turn your computer off and you put it away out of sight. Okay. If you have a separate room, you close the door. If it's a laptop that you can, you know, shove under a couch cushion and not look at, do that. Otherwise, you're going to always look at it. And every time you look at it, you're going to think, what if there's an email I haven't checked? Or, you know, what if I need to just quickly do this? So don't do that. Okay. Tip number seven is from Esprit Devora. 
and that is use Focusmate for virtual co-working. So I looked into Focusmate and I haven't actually personally tried it, but it's a really cool concept. And I think you get three free sessions a week and you log on and you keep each other accountable or something along those lines. I haven't tried it, but I will definitely be trying it. So thank you for that tip. And tip number eight is also from Esprit Devora. Set your top three priority tasks daily. Yes. <laughs> and at Yuxa by Sandra said the same thing. For me, it's setting only three tasks for the day. Anything I do beyond that is a bonus. Trevor Meriden had same tip. Plan your day every day. Three things and no more that you will do by the end of the day. And same with the set.co. She said, start the day by thinking about the most, the three most important things that need to get done. And I like, I love these tips. I struggle to stick to them because I always end up writing down a million things to do. And I don't have enough time in the day to get half of the stuff done that I write down. But I, I'm going to add one thing to what they've all said and say that the most important tasks aren't necessarily the most urgent ones. Your important tasks are the ones that move you forward towards your goals. But often these tasks get put on the back burner because, you know, there are other things that seem more urgent, like your emails and, you know, your DMs and scrolling through Instagram because you have to do it. <laughs> so we do those things first. We prioritize those things over the most important tasks and then we end up not actually moving forward. So I would really consider what your three most important tasks are. Nina Lansdowne had a similar tip. She said, set three things to do. Know that after they're done, you can have a wine and do something fun. She actually wrote, do a jigsaw puzzle because shout out to Nina. She's one of my work wives and she and I are obsessed with jigsaw puzzles. <laughs> tip number nine from I am the OA. Make a schedule of definite everyday activities and add bonus new things to it to shake it up at the end. Uh, we had a few of you saying schedules here. So Jot APIs, have a schedule activities planned and schedule breaks as well. Trevor Meriden, take regular breaks. That golden feeling, set up schedules, dressing up nicely and giving myself time to also rest. Tip number 10 from Studio Jed or Studio Ged. Schedule time for cleaning, laundry, and groceries in advance so it doesn't randomly distract you. Oh my goodness, I could not agree more with this. Like, how often when you're sitting at your desk and you're suddenly like, oh, I need to go and do my laundry so I have active wear to wear for my workout tomorrow? Yeah, I really love this idea of scheduling time for these household tasks. Tip number 11 from We Are Ponder Lily. Use the Pomodoro technique for full focus as it helps you to stay in a routine easier. If you haven't heard of the Pomodoro technique, I, I haven't tried it. I've downloaded the Google Chrome extension to try it and have never actually got around to using it. But I believe it's like 20 minutes of work and then five minutes of break. And then I think every two hours you take a longer break just off the top of my head. But it's, it's focused on smaller sprints of really deep focus. And then you have a break and then you get back into another sprint and then you have a break. Tip number 12 from CW Virtual Assistants, get dressed and ready for the day. 
Same from Mitch Broadbent. Dress for work. Do your hair, makeup, and wear shoes. It feels like you should be in work mode. I love the idea of wearing shoes. <laughs> it's such a foreign concept, but it's it, it, it. I like it. Like it's a great idea. And I've noticed that on days when I do my hair and I actually put real clothes on rather than working in my dressing gown or pajamas or whatever. I feel good about myself. I show up on my stories. I, you know, I'm a lot more present in my business. I'm a lot more serious about my business than on the days when I just roll out of bed, sit at my desk in my pajamas, don't really make an effort. Tip number 13 from Spa Talks, lean into your strengths. If you get the 3 p.m. slump, then don't force yourself to work. You'll just end up feeling guilty for not getting as much done when you needed a break. I love this. I like, I'm a morning person, but for so long, I felt so guilty about the fact that I couldn't work late when, you know, like I've got friends who will stay up working till one, two o'clock at night and I just can't do that. But on the flip side, I'm super productive at 6am, but yeah, after around 2 or 3 p.m., I'm absolutely useless. So I know now that I need to schedule my deep work tasks for the mornings. And if I need to call it a day at 2 p.m., then that's okay too, because I've got my most productive stuff out of the way. Tip number 14 from Ellie Lou here, write your to-do list for the next day before you clock off in the Arvo. Tip number 15 from Boss and Deary, batch similar tasks. Tip number 16 from theset.co, set a time to get up and move. The longer you sit, your brain gets cloudy and your productivity goes down. Tip number 17 from Claire Wood Coach, put your phone in a different room. Oh, guys, seriously, how? <laughs> who else does this? Like when you're working on something that is a little bit hard or your brain's a little bit challenged and you're like, oh, this feels uncomfortable. And then you just instantly reach for your phone and start scrolling through Instagram because it's so much easier than trying to work through that problem or, you know, do that hard bit of work. So highly, highly recommend doing that. Also, the notifications. Yes, you might think like, oh, I need to have my notifications. What if I miss a message? <sighs> really? Like, is, is that going to be a really big deal? Like your notifications distract you. And it's this thing called context switching where when your brain's constantly switching between tasks, it doesn't focus as well. And you feel like you're getting a lot done, but in reality, you're actually not being productive. So don't do that. And also, if you've got a Mac and an iPhone, make sure you turn do not disturb on on your computer so that you don't get the dings and the call notifications and all of the push notifications on your computer as well. Okay, tip number 18 from Social Soul Media, compartmentalize your day. I have found that blocking out my days in my calendar helps so much. So from 6 to 9 a.m. is my deep work time. I don't even look at my emails until 9 a.m. if I can help it. Then I do a workout around lunchtime. Then I have lunch. Then I have a few more hours of work. I do a walk. Once I'm back from my walk, then it's my chill out time. The work day's over. So if you can create that kind of structure in your day, then that I find makes a huge difference. You're not wandering around aimlessly wondering like, do I need to be working right now? Should I be doing the laundry right now? Should I be relaxing? It's so much easier to have that structure. And then you also know what time you can look forward to that walk or look forward to that chill time. Tip number 19 from Ankita Lewis, 
go for a walk or do half an hour of movement in the morning. I love this. Like if your brain is struggling, sometimes the best thing you can do is just get out and move. I find that if I'm listening to music, this can really help a lot when my brain's tired. A podcast, sometimes it's a little bit like information overwhelm if I'm listening to a podcast as well. And actually another tip that I got, I can't remember what book it was from, but if you get stuck on a problem or you have a difficult decision to make or something that you need to think about, go for a walking meditation. So don't take any headphones. Don't take your phone. Just go for a walk and think, meditate on that idea while you're walking. Tip number 20 from Yum Gluten Free, make a work date. Discuss three tasks, hang up, set a timer, and then hop back on a call afterwards to debrief. Tip number 21 And she didn't actually share this tip with us, but it's something I've noticed she's been doing and I love it. And this is from my friend Leanne Weber. And she has been sharing her to-do list on her Instagram stories every day. So she'll share it in the morning and then in the evening she'll share what she's ticked off. And I really like this because, so she's a business owner and her audience are all business owners. So everyone kind of keeps her accountable to it. I I think it's such a cool idea. I'm not game enough to do it just yet, but I might start doing that in the coming weeks. Tip number 22 from Trevor Meriden. Isolation is a state of mind. Don't let the four walls constrain your contact when there are so many ways to break through them. And I'm going to add to this. (laughs) Yes, it's good to stay in contact with people, but don't do what I did and schedule like 200 Zoom calls in your first week of isolation because (laughs) that just left me feeling so exhausted and overwhelmed because I'm still an introvert, even in isolation. And while it's nice to have that social contact, (laughs) too much social contact still leaves me feeling exhausted. Tip number 23, also from Trevor Meriden, Break down every project into tasks of one hour or less to make them more digestible. And I, yeah, I couldn't agree with this one more. Often when I find that I'm procrastinating, it's because I'm overwhelmed. It's not because I don't actually want to do the task, but it's because the whole task seems so daunting. So for example, if I set a task to create a um, an online workshop like the one that I'm teaching this week. If I just put in my to-do list, create online workshop, oh my goodness, I would never want to start it because it's a monster of a project, right? Whereas if I put, you know, brain dump ideas for online workshop as one task, and then I put um, outline the online workshop as another task, then create slides, then rehearse or, or create notes, then rehearse. You know, it becomes these smaller little milestones that you can celebrate along the way and you don't feel like it all has to get done in one go. Tip number 24, also from Trevor Meriden, forgive yourself at the end of every day for what you haven't done and enjoy what you have done. This is such a great concept. Seriously, it's like the concept of the to-do list rather than the to-do list. So you're, you're, you're celebrating the things that you've accomplished during the day. And I've started doing this weekly. I have a weekly wins list because day to day, you can feel like you're not really achieving much, like you're just, you know, slowly just plodding along. But over the course of a week, we can actually get a lot more done than we realize. So it's kind of cool to look back and say, ah, actually, you know what? I got a fair bit done last week. 
And now for the last five tips, these are tips that I have personally found work really well for me. Like I said, they might work for you. They might not work for you, but give them a try, see if they work. And yeah. So tip number 25, make good decisions when it comes to food. Now, I find that it really helps to pay attention to what gives you energy and what gives you those like energy spikes and then crashes. So for me, that means I've had to cut out sugar completely and I eat a relatively lower carb diet. But, you know, for some of you, that might be totally different. Like what works well for you food wise might be totally different to what works for me. And I actually yesterday recorded an episode with my friend Beck Miller from Health with Beck on the foods that we should be eating and how to like really nourish yourself while you're in isolation. So I'll release that one as an isolation bonus in the next week or two. Um, something I've also found that works really well is intermittent fasting. So this works really well for me, for my focus and my energy. I usually only have my first meal of the day at around 1 or 2 p.m. Um, as soon as I eat, I find that my brain gets a lot slower and a lot more sluggish. So if I can stay in that fasted state for as long as possible, I get a lot more done. Another thing is that I'm really prone to mindless snacking when I'm stressed or I'm bored. So I've just stopped buying those foods that I can mindlessly snack on. It's not really a productivity tip, but if it saves you from getting up and going to the fridge all the time or trying to distract yourself with food, then I believe it makes you a little bit more productive. Okay, tip number 26, structure your ideal week. Now, what I've found helps a lot is trying to book in all my calls on the same day so that I'm not constantly switching between phone call mindset and deep work mindset. And especially as an introvert, because I find calls and podcast interviews really draining on my energy. So I try to limit those to two days per week because otherwise I would never get anything done. Tip number 27, if you have a dedicated room for working, shut the door when your workday finishes. Tip number 28, create a little ritual that brings you joy each time you sit down at your desk in the morning. So for me, that is sitting down with a nice cup of coffee, lighting a candle, and just taking like a couple of minutes to chill and enjoy the fact that I'm drinking this nice coffee and I've got this beautiful candle. Tip number 29, make your bed in the morning. <laughs> it's honestly, it's the weirdest productivity tip, but I find that it makes a huge, huge difference. It's a little bit of structure in your day every day. I think there's a theory behind it where it's like you, it, it's the first little task you've completed. It starts to give you a little bit of momentum during your day. So once you've ticked off that first task, it's just easier to keep going. Tip number 30, realize that some days you're going to be the hammer, other days you're going to be the nail. Rest when you need to rest and push when you can. Don't be so hard on yourself all the time. I know easier said than done. I'm, <laughs> I'm so incredibly guilty of this. Like if I'm not at my desk working really hard all the time, I beat myself up about it big time. And that this is something I've been working on for a long time. And I think if you're, if you're resting and you're beating yourself up about the fact that you're not working, then you're not really making the most out of that rest time. So, you know, rest rest fully 100% when you're resting, work fully 100% when you're working and try to avoid the gray areas in between. So there you have it, guys. That has been 30 episodes, 30 episodes, 30 tips. <laughs> it feels like 30 episodes. Oh, oh my goodness. I think this is my longest solo episode on this podcast so far, potentially. 
Actually, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. So, yeah, thank you so much for sticking with me through this episode, guys. As always, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes at the moment released every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, (laughs) not just the usual three per week. I'm going to keep the isolation bonus episodes coming to you guys for as long as you still want them. And at this rate, it could be, you know, it could be a few months worth of them. So if you have any ideas for any bonus episodes that you think would help your life, help your business during this pretty tough time, you know, you know where to find me on Instagram. I'm over there at stephtaylor.co. Slide into my DMs and say hi. And if you're enjoying this podcast, I really do appreciate it when you guys take the time to leave a quick rating and a review. It means a lot to me. And yeah, that is it for today's episode, guys. I will catch you next time.